Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the What the Fuck with Colin podcast. This is episode 10, and it is a good one. Um, my guest today is Nathan Holbrook, Nathan Grape. He is a fighter for Tough Enough, which is the basically the division underneath the UFC or the company underneath the UFC for mixed martial arts, and he did the first ever Go Go Plata. Don't have any new sponsors. Bang, always, if you want to sponsor this podcast, please do so but other than that i'm just super excited for you guys to hear this podcast it's my best one for sure uh it was live on pod being just me and nate um and so yeah i'm really excited for you guys to hear it uh other than that i'm gonna shut up here's episode 10 with nate oh here you are okay there we go i'm sorry about that hey no worries don't i edit it and put it in an intro anyways in before but anyways how are you doing my man how are you doing I'm doing great. I'm just getting sick of sitting in the house all the time because of the times we live in. Yeah, I. Yeah. That, that's a good thing to start off this podcast with is talking about how crazy the time we're living in is um, for everybody. I mean, you're still in Vegas, Henderson, right? Like you're still down there? Yeah, um, I was actually supposed to move to Europe. Back in May, I was planning on back in December. I was about to go fight over there and live over there and teach. And oh shit! So where at? Uh, Spain and Italy, Sweden and Switzerland. You were just about to rotate through there, or like yeah, yeah, rotate. But my main place I was gonna live was uh, Malaga, Spain. It's right on the ocean, uh, Mediterranean Sea, actually. That's sick, but then obviously COVID fucked it up. Yeah, um, yeah, it did. Not only has it fucked up people moving like out of the country, like you just said, but it also like my sister's friend was gonna move to San Diego with his job. She just it all lined up, and then uh, it like it fucked her over. They just like cut the job, so now she has to stay in Vegas too. So yeah, it's preventing a lot of opportunities from coming into existence for a fact. All right, so. I have a lot of questions for you, man, actually. Um, to start out, uh, you fight in – right now you're, you compete in tough enough. So what exactly yes. is – that's, that's correct, right? Tough enough? Yes, that's correct. So what exactly is tough enough? It's just under the UFC? It's just its own little amateur, like pro, before professional fighting? Like, yeah, basically it's like semi-pros, I would say, in a sense. It's the best people in the world right under before the UFC. And you are – Correct me if I'm wrong. You, the, the thing you specialize in would be jujitsu, correct? Yeah, but I just specialize in putting on an entertaining fight, to be honest. I haven't been able to put my kickboxing on show yet, but I will definitely soon, next time I fight. That's dope. Yeah, I mean, you know, I always watch all your videos and everything. I like seeing you fight and stuff. Um, and then, so one of the biggest questions i have for you is you did the first ever gogo plata in tough enough history correct yes yes what i have that? a lot gogo plata is a jiu-jitsu move from the bottom which it cuts off the clotted artery i hope i said it right um it's very rare it's it's hard to explain. People would just have to go watch it. You can go on my uh, Instagram, Nate underscore the great. Yeah, go check out all his stuff, guys. And then the last fight you did was an armbar, correct? Uh, it was a triangle choke. I did have the armbar for a while. I actually, 
I had the arm bar and his fucking arm popped and I thought they were about to stop it. Like his arm broke in half. And then some, I let him out of that because I thought the fight was like over. Mm-hmm. So we get back up. He tries to cartwheel kick me again. Crazy guy, I guess. He has a broken arm. He's trying to do a cartwheel and kick me. And I caught his leg or I kicked his leg out when he went to cartwheel kick me. I got on top went, and then I went for a triangle choke and that fool tapped out way too quick. But so you broke his arm in half. Yeah. What the hell is so you're so you have him basically you're on the ground and he's kind of almost up, right? Like he's almost trying to stand up, right? And then it just snapped or what happened exactly? Um I'm I'm arching my back with his elbow joint up against my belly and when I arch my back it causes the elbow to separate and the arm will bend in half right there. Usually people would tap before that, correct? The guy was just crazy or what? Uh, yes and no. It all depends who the person is. For him, it wasn't worth it because it wasn't a UFC fight. Mm-hmm. Um, me, I don't tap to anything. I'll just let somebody put me to sleep if they have me in a choke. But in reality, you get in a fight on the street with a crazy person – you want to go for a choke because a choke's going to disable somebody and put them to sleep. But on the other hand, if you're able to get to a joint and break a joint, it'll make it easier to put them away with a choke, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, honestly, this is a crazy – you that, – that's crazy that you – like he tried to – not only did you snap his arm in half the L, at the elbow, but he tried to do a cartwheel and kick you right after. Is he tried your- to do it twice. Twice, yeah. Didn't he do as it soon as the as soon as the fight started, literally two seconds into the fight, his guy tries to go for a cartwheel kick, and I just I go for his other leg, get him down, just because off of reflex. I was like, oh sh, I didn't want to get fucking knocked out, so I ducked and like went for his leg, you know. And yeah, honestly, I would have submitted him in like probably like 10 seconds if I just would have been a little bit more chill, you know, but it's kind of hard to be chill in a situation where somebody just goes, tries to cartwheel kick you and everything just happens so fast. I can't. Okay. Here's another question. Cause I'm a big guy. I like, I like watching UFC. Like I love watching fights, boxing, all that stuff. What does it feel like to be in the ring at that certain, like not sparring or anything, but like actually in a fight? Like yeah, what is going through your mind? What are you feeling in your body? What kind of things, you know? When I like, when I walk out, I'm just like, I'm ready to die, I guess. <laughs> but I'll just, I just, I don't know. I'm really calm, actually. It's crazy because I just accept, you know, all the different things that can happen, you know getting mm-hmm. slept, getting hurt, you know, I just, I put all that out the window and I don't really focus on that. But as I'm like walking down the, uh, the red carpet to get in, I'm just chill. And then once I get in there, it's just like, I can't really, uh, distinguish humans anymore. It's just me and the other person. And I kind of go into autopilot mode, to be honest. Like, I don't necessarily black out, but I kind of do. It's like, Everything, you know, when you play football and you're really Mm. focused on making that goal, everything in your mind goes out the window and you're just 
focus on that situation. And it's a beautiful feeling because it's just the world disappears for a second, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was thinking the same exact thing. I was going to, I was going to attribute it to that when I'm about to kick a field goal. I haven't kicked field goals since my freshman year of college because I got injured. But when I am, I always, I always tell people, I don't remember like the kick. I remember right before and right after, but everything during is like, not that I black off, but black out, but it's like, I'm not there. But I just feel like, you're in that, but like 10 times more strong because in your eyes, like I could, you could die, you know, you know? So I feel like you almost like, it's like your motor skills. I feel like would just take over, but I wanted to hear. Yeah, exactly. Muscle memory, muscle memory for a fact. And I think one of the reasons we don't remember much to be honest is in the moments that do matter in fights, kicking a goal, football, whatever sport it is. It's like, you're so laser focused that, you're just focusing on every little thing and you don't even have to think to do it because, you know, you've trained so many times for that particular thing. And I did, I wasn't even think. I don't think when I fight, I just fight, you know, it's like my yeah. mind knows what to do. Yeah. I have this thing with practice that I do is like when I'm practicing, I'm like, I'm, I'm fixing all the fine tuned things. And then when games, like all that goes out the window, it's just me. And like, you let everything, your body just take over. Is that kind of the same thing with fighting? Yeah, exactly. It's just like learning to deal with pressure, you know. That's the whole thing is like people can do something like you can go to the park, kick a field goal right now, no issue. But what about when it's that field goal, Get that if you don't make that, you lose the game, you know. It's like – yeah. And it's like I feel like in any sport, some people can be so good at practice. They can even be good – you know, regular season game, whatever. But when it comes to crunch time, clutch, clutch factor, that's what like shows like real champion. You know, I was thinking that too right now. So, okay. Basketball or any sport going on right now, baseball, basketball, UFC, even. Okay. There's every, everything going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing you're a Vegas Golden Knights fan. Like I am. Yeah. And Pittsburgh Penguins, but right now I'm rooting for the Knights. So, Okay, but what I was going at is like, I feel like there's some people right right now in the bubble or anything. Since there's no fans, there's some people that is that's really helping, and there's also some people that it's really hurting. You know, some people thrive off that energy that humans give off, yeah. and some people fold. So I feel like a big thing right now, especially for fighting, basketball, all that, all these big games coming up. Some people are just thriving because there's no real humans being loud and just having that energy, and some people are like just folding because like i feel like lebron we haven't seen a 50 point game yet i mean we haven't seen the playoffs yet but it's because he's like the greatest in the world he thrives off humans you know yeah he does and you want to hear a crazy uh statistic yes the first time that the ufc had an event which there was no audience this year there were it was a record breaking for like i think there were zero finishes and all the fights went to decision that's um, yeah, because it just it, it brings something out of you, you know. The humans, well, especially though, fighting. Yeah, because somebody gets cracked, it builds up gas. You know, some, somebody mm. gets rocked, everybody's like ooh, and gets loud, and it will either help the person that rocked the person, or like make them more like give them false confidence. Then they end up getting knocked out. But yeah, it brings so many different factors into the whole thing. You know, I think that's the main reason 
all of us play sports. It's not just a feeling of because okay, here's this is what I'm thinking of. Why do we if if it wasn't that you know that engagement of fan to player, no one would watch sports. There's that aspect of being a fan and being a player that just brings another element to the game. And uh, by feeling by feeling your like by not feeling the people like actually there, there's just entirely different like world. You know, it's like you're practicing. It's like Exactly. I think, I think it helps people sleep better the night before. It helps people every. Uh, I, so sure. many times I've had a game where it's like, oh, this is the biggest game of the year. There's so many people there. I can't sleep. You know, I'm sure it's the same yeah. with the fight. Yeah, definitely. They're not so, getting the same like, but I don't know. I don't think LeBron gets butterflies. Okay? No, yeah. <laughs> but you know, he really lives for that moment. Like when he played for Cleveland, hit the buzzer beater, hopped up on the table. Like, yeah, he lives exactly. For those fucking moments, I'm, am I allowed to cuss? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuss as much as <laughs> okay. you want. Okay. No, yeah, yeah. Cuss as much as you want. Um. No, but yeah. I, I and I mean obviously there's a fight tonight, big fight, the heavy world championship. I'm all I'm watching and I'm sure you are too. Um but like I feel like for DC especially, he's a commentator. Yes. He likes that energy, you know, he likes yes. that people to people energy. So I w- I'm interested to see how it's going to affect him, actually. Yeah, which I do have DC winning that fight tonight. Um oh. You do? You ha- yes, I do. So that was another question I was going to ask you. The 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 fights that I wanted to know about, especially the two, I wanted to see who you were picking. Um, I I want DC to win, but I think it's Stipe, right? Who's he's fighting Stipe? Yeah, Stipe. I have DC beating him, and I have O'Malley winning too. Who do you have in that fight? Chito Vera. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I've trained with him before, and okay, I'll say this: O'Malley does have uh he does pose a big threat he could win for a fact anybody can win any fight basically mm-hmm. honest, that's yeah. how fights work but how i feel is cheetah's much more experienced he's been in real wars but on the other hand this is the fight that will spiral sean to real stardom and prove that he's a number he could be a number one contender or future champion mm-hmm this is like a telling point for him. I think it's going to be a great fight. It's going to be all striking most likely. But uh, Sean O'Malley's last fight, he kind of fought a guy that was on the way out from the sport. They kind of, you know, padded his record up a little bit, which it's smart. It's an investment for the UFC, you know, yeah, because they have to make people want to come back and watch these people, you know. Exactly, yeah. Let them have some fights where the cards are more in their favor and let them get some exciting finishes and draw in more fans, you know, because exactly just like say Connor McGregor, John Jones, um, Israel, Israel Adesanya is my favorite fighter. That fight him in, um, Paulo Costa, that's going to be such a good fight. Yes, it is for sure. And Israel Adesanya, he wants to fight John Jones in Raiders stadium next year. Oh my lord! But it's so such a weird time because oh it means lord, yeah. they're not about to do Raiders Stadium without a live audience. No, they're not. Yeah, man, Vegas has changed so much just in the last like five years. 
Yeah, maybe three years. You know? Okay, well, here's the craziest story. My entire life, I mean, yours too, no sports at all. And then no. my, my senior year of high school, 2018, I'm at – this I'm at a watch party outside of the stadium in uh, the Golden Knights for the Stanley Cup playoffs, and yeah. there's like a hundred thousand people just outside of the stadium. Yes, like the energy was so different. We were me and my friends were. I mean, obviously I was not 21, but we were stacking these beer cans up and we we're making a tower. Yeah. And, these old, <laughs> and these moms were like dancing around it, and they like th- this crowd of maybe ten thousand people were just surrounding us, and I'm just in the middle, just dancing while little john's performing uh, yes. I, think, I think imagine dragons performed once like it was so crazy and the fact that like, we weren't even at the game yes exactly you know i think vegas we get an nba team we get a baseball team like we have the potential to be a great sports town such as boston or say these great sports towns even in europe with uh football yeah. you know like i don't know there's just that energy man and the sports are really missing it right now and it is kind of sad no and i i totally i've always thought that we could be a great town they always said all oh, the gambling the gambling i'm like let's see what happens i mean obviously barring covid and everything going on right now but let's see what what happens with the raiders because i feel like honestly who knows? Like, I feel like it's going to turn around. It's going to be so live. It's going to be insane. It is. It it's is. just another. And and this is what people don't understand because I am obviously in – I'm in Oregon right now. Oh, um, are you? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I live up here for um, – College. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I was trying to explain to people what it's like to be from Vegas and nobody really knows because it's like – it's the biggest – it's the biggest family feeling town I've, a city yeah. I've ever been in. You know, it's like we're all like. I mean, hey, do you do you live in a do you live in a hotel, bro? <laughs> yeah. Do you, live, do you you live in the you go swimming in the Bellagio Fountain? No. <laughs> but I will say this: I have had times where I do like I have someone who have a room, or like I'll go down there. And oh, just party. Yes, like it is. It, it's cool that it's there, but like that's like once in a while. I mean, obviously you fight down there, right? You fight down there. Yeah, and it's like for us. The strip's cool for like time to time, but it's really nothing special. But Mm -mm. it's but the sports that are coming here is what is going to make it special, I think. Facts, facts. And I mean, most people don't even realize for like, I mean, like basically my whole life and probably yours too, we didn't even have a water park out there. Like when I was a kid, we didn't have wet and wild. There was a old wet and wild, like right before when I was becoming Uh a kid. And then Cowabunga Bay was, didn't exist. And like, we didn't really have anything to do in the summer besides like basketball. Yes. It's actually insane to think about, you know, it's just like this whole town was built around adults, but they're starting to cater more to families in a sense. Facts. You still hooping? Well, obviously not right now, but uh, some guys pulled up in their trucks and like took down all the rims. <laughs> yeah, bro. I, was, I, I went to go. Hoop. I went to go hoop before I left, and like I pulled up to Sumoro, and the, there's no rims. I'm like, well, what? What? I was thinking, I was like, let's just go tape a bucket up there, like they used to do back in the old days. Yeah, it it's like for all the things you could be doing, like. That's not going to like defeat anything. Like basketball is like, it's outside. It's probably like three yeah, guys, it that, you know, it's like, yeah. you know what I do that? 
I do play played. tennis though. Tennis is open, fortunately. <laughs> I love tennis. So you're more of a tennis guy than a golf guy? I've never played golf, but I see. Want I've to. never, I've never golfed, and I've never played tennis. I've golfed a couple times, and I've been to like Top Golf and stuff. Yeah. I've never like went golfing, and I've also never played tennis. Is, Dude, te- is tennis speaking, fun? Oh, tennis is great. You'd have a blast, man. It's, it's, it takes so much. Just. Uh, Oh my goodness, I can't think of the word. I'm so sorry. Agility. It takes so much agility and just timing and it's just so much fun. When you hit that ball right, man, and you get a point on somebody, I don't know. There's something about it, honestly. I wish I started a long time ago, to be real. I feel like it's pretty good cardio, too. Right? It is. It is. And it's great for the short sprints and explosiveness. Yeah, and especially for you guys, like for fighting, you have to yes. have the most insane cardio I've ever seen. Like to be able to like withstand running and get hit in the stomach area and not yeah. like throw up all the time is it blows my mind. It man, um, how I see it with fighting is like the hardest part isn't the fight; it's training for the fight. You know. Oh, yeah, and I see you do all that crazy stuff. Like, the fact that you're, like, on the bar and you're doing, like, those flip stuff. I see you go to Roadrunner and you do that yeah, stuff. I'm like, dude, yeah. I couldn't do that if I tried in a million years. It just looks like – You could. You it, could. Just, it just takes a lot out of you, doesn't it? It does. It's draining, and, you know, that's what I'm trying to do, you know, push my body to the limit all the time, you know, just go harder and harder and just progress, you know. And like I use a term put whenever, you know, I'm going hard every day, I'm putting mm-hmm. money in the bank, you know, and like when I uh, when I go and fight, that's my paycheck and whatever, you know, you put your work in at a job. If you're fucking doing half ass for a car, we'll say like a car salesman kind of job, you're going to get yeah. a shitty paycheck. So if you're going to train like shit, you know, you're going to fucking hey, you can get a good paycheck. You beat somebody in a great way, but half-assing everything isn't going to get you far ever, you know, but you might get lucky a couple times. And I will say this about you, man. Like I love all this stuff you post. You're so positive and everything. And you're one of the first people that I ever knew. Cause you're a couple years older than me. And you're the first person that I, I knew that would actually it really invested in themselves and didn't give uh, two, two shits what anybody said about them. You like, like, cause now you got Jake who's rapping, you know, he's doing his thing. You got scales. Who's now the Raiders barber. I'm about to have him on the podcast in a couple of days. Um, and I'm trying to do my thing with podcasting and kicking and all that stuff. And you got, and you got people trying to like doing their own thing and really invest in themselves. But you were one of those first people who, really jumped into it and just said, fuck it, I'm doing my thing and I'm going to yeah. do it my way. And I think that's the dopest thing anybody could do. So I, 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 I love the path they're on and I think it's perfect for you too. I just had a vision and it, it felt good working towards that vision, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like just imagining what things could be and staying positive, you know. It's just like – I want to see things through, you know, and I don't want to be laying in my deathbed one day like, oh, I wonder if, you know what I mean? No, I totally know what you mean. You're going to, you're, you're trying to be like, I went for it all and I have some things I regret, but I did them. At least the regrets I have, I, I actually did them. Cause I've heard this statistic that says that people, when they're at their deathbeds, regret uh, things that they didn't do more than the things that they regret doing. Yes, for a fact. And that's like, we're so young right now. You know, I'm 
about to be 23 in September. And I tell myself like, damn, you're getting old. But in reality, hell no. still so young. But it's, you know, I always wanted to do a lot at a young age because I don't want to be one of these. I don't want to have to wait till an old age to have money because it, all right, it's usually like you're young. You have all the time. You're young. You have all the time. You don't have money, you know? Mm-hmm. And then like, and then it comes to a stage when you get a little bit older, you, uh, you don't have time, but you have money, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when yeah. you get old, you have, you have, uh, money, money, but you don't have like energy and everything to like do everything, you know? And then you die one day and you have that yeah. money, but you don't have the time. Exactly. I also saw something about people when they're at their deathbeds, they would have taken all they would have wished people like they would have taken all the time in the world to give and they would give they would give all their money away for just some time. You know, dude, time is so much more valuable than money. And the thing about time is you can't go to the bank and see Cash how but see how much you have left. You know? Yeah. Juice world, man. And I it's mean, not refundable. Oh yeah, I love juice. No, it's not refundable. As I was just said, juice, like he he was one of those guys I feel like I mean you obviously know him better. I love juice listening to him. He but I feel like he lived his life, you know. He he did what he needed to do. Like he came and he he gave this world a blessing of his music, you know. And he but he the world took him too soon, you know. You know, this the not this world, but another world took him too soon, you know. Yes. But at least we got his blessing of music. You know, imagine if he would have never came. I, didn't you walk out to Deuce World? Yeah, I walked out to I walked out to the most depressing possible song. Also, Legends. Right wow. after he died. Wow. Then, How would that uh, feel? That was probably a wave of emotions emo- right before your yeah, fight. It was, a, it was emotional, and I don't know. I just I felt like I did. I like because he was. I, I kind of like owed it to him because he was so talented, you know. And, Mm-hmm. he like made so many moves at such a young age and you know he was on his way in my opinion he's a legend and i hate anybody who tries doesn't to yeah say he's not he is. i i think he's a legend and there is choose world's music i will i can remember the day jake showed me uh, all girls are the same when I didn't know who Juice World was in the back of his car, my senior uh, it's high like school. like 2018. Yeah. And he yeah. played it. And I, you know, everyone strives. Like I, I even make some music and everyone strives. It's making music to, to be at that level where you can make someone feel in their gut. You know, you want to yeah. feel, you want to feel the song in the gut. That's everyone's artist. Like what they're trying to do. I've heard so many artists say, I heard post and a Jack Harlow. And when I first heard that song, all goes all the same, that shit smacked me in my gut. And I could not stop listening to it for like a year, a year. And like, I, that's still one of the, that's still one of those songs that black and white MT. There's a bunch of them where it's just like those songs hit me so differently. Like him. And I don't know if you were a big fan of X, but I was, oh, so I was yeah. a big fan of X changes, there's um, jo- oh um there's so many songs and I was just like and the thing I hate is like with artists who die too young is like dude like like Pop Smoke now I just listened to his last album yeah it's crazy good I'm yeah. just like dude what could you have done you know like you did this now at 20 what could you have done at 30 
you start to think about like collaborations this and that you know what i think about also is like tupac shakur um what would he what would yes and like what would they think of the world now and like would they be at these nba games and it's sad also kobe passed away recently man we lost a lot of people yeah my goodness honestly we've lost so many people so fast and it's sad because there's like children losing their lives to cancer. There's just a lot of really bad stuff going on. Like, I don't know. It's like, you know what I think about when I think about all that stuff about like kids dying and Jews yeah. dying and stuff? You got to, like, because it's really easy to get in that state of mind, you know? But it's really hard to see all the great in the world. Like, you know, imagine like, okay, like we I just said about scales. He's now the Raiders barber. You're doing your thing with fighting. Um, I'm going to school. I'm playing football. I'm doing a podcast. He's growing. Look at Joe Rogan just blowed up at 52 years old. Oh, my God. There's it so much beauty in this world, too. Spotify, there is so much beauty. You Jake, know, so shout out to J. Cole. <laughs> uh, you yeah. in the struggle. So, and I think it's really easy for people that are like, especially who empathize with a lot of people and like could feel it to like be like, oh man, you know, all this bad stuff happens. But it's just like, dude, like look down the road, man. Like there's so much mo- more beauty. Like good always outweighs evil. I will always believe that, you know, there is evil, but there's also good. And you got to look at both sides, you know? For a fact, man. For a fact. Um, one second. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, no, I'm just. Um, there's a quote I like came up with that I'm looking for. But let's just keep talking about all this while I look for it. Yeah, no worries. Um, yeah. So, me, I, dude, I, I honestly, this is this is what I want. I want to do now with my podcast. So it's just for the listeners too. Is I'm trying to take it in this direction where I have different people with different mindsets on. Like I'm so glad you came on because this is a different perspective like I've ever had, and this is my first time I've done it on Podbean and not in person. And I want to do that more with people that are like you know like especially in this time like you can't have everyone come over you know. So yeah. I'm trying to do it like this, and I think we're having a really good conversation. I want to keep it going. Perfect, so, man. There's so much to talk about. It's and limitless. That's why I started a podcast. People always saw me, Colin, you just love to talk. And I'm just like, dude, if I can get other people to talk and he, like get, get the world to hear their voices and also like just maybe like have the world hear my voice, like might as well try, you know, like this is a great time when people are all being isolated to still hear other people's thoughts and emotions and feelings about certain topics, you know? All right, here's the quote that I wrote. Um, Don't let drama, stress, and craziness of this world distract you from the beauty, bliss, and love that exists everywhere. And that's so true. Yeah, that's that's a great quote. And I think as it's right along what we were talking about. There's it it you can't. That's basically. I feel like that's what happens to a lot of people who become depressed and they get kicked down. You know, is the world the world's always going to knock you down. You know, you're. Like it's like in a fight, like you're fighting that you're fighting the world, you know, you're fighting the tragedy of life, but you're also, you're the, you're the stronger one in the fight, you know? Yeah. And people sometimes like to think they're the weaker fighter, but it's like, dude, that's, you get one punch and you could get the knockout swing and here you are in life, you know? Yeah. For a fact, man. And isn't it crazy? It's so insane to think about like, none of us choose to be born is who we are, where we're born, our ethnicities, you know, 
how healthy we are. Are we born rich? Are we born poor? You know, are we born in Iraq? Are we born in Africa? You know, it's like so crazy to think. No. And, and I think the only thing we do choose is to um, endure the world with an open heart and see people as that you see yourself, you know? And I think actually a lot of the time people see themselves as like people are way harder on themselves than other, than other people even would be. So I feel like it's like you got to – if you hate yourself, chances are you're going to hate other people. So I feel like a big thing in that is you got to see the world the way you want others – you wish others would see you and you also got to see yourself that way too so that you don't push out your hatred of yourself onto other people because I think that's a lot of what we're saying yeah. right now. And treat others how you want to be treated. Facts, bro. But you also have to set boundaries I guess with certain people. Um Oh my goodness. I forgot what I was going to say. No worries. Um, I, I was going to, Oh, you got something to say? Um, oh, a lot of the time, you know, the biggest thing is people that treat you better, have bad things to say about you, whether it be who you are, your dreams or anything. A lot of the thing is people are just mirroring how they see themselves off themselves onto you, you know, pushing that no, energy. For sure. Yeah. Facts. Um, I was going to ask you before I forget, I want to hear, was that, like, I think I asked this, but I don't remember if I did. I, I got it in my head. So that moment with the guy, the cartwheel guy, when you popped his arm out, was that your craziest moment when you were fighting? Or do you have some crazy, what, do you have a crazier story in like a fight? I have a whole crazy story that pertains to when I hit my go-go plata, and I'll tell you that right now. Dope, um, yeah. So... I was always a big fan of the Diaz brothers, Nate and Nick Diaz, um, big fans. That's why like, I went vegan, stopped eating meat. I started running five miles a day, started smoking a lot of marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> and before Nothing I wrong with go, that. Yeah, I, I haven't smoked for like two years, though. That's the funny thing right now. That's good. I don't do that. That's yeah, good. I don't do that anymore. Um, but I used to a lot. <laughs> so anyways, you know, I was like, just like obsessed with them. And Nick, he hit, he hit, hit a go-go plata back in Las mm-hmm. Vegas. It's Caesar's palace and a fighting organization that was ran by the Akuza known as pride. They were bigger than the UFC is back in the nineties. Um, but anyways, so obsessed with him and everything. And a few years later, after I was, you know, I'd been practicing all the shit I'd been watching him do, I uh, had a dream. This was a month before my fight that I hit my go-go plata. I had a dream that I was in a car smoking weed and driving with him. And later on that night, you know, I'm just going to Lake Las Vegas to, you know, go walk around because it's nice to go walk around there at nighttime. Definitely. For a fact, because it's, you know, it's not packed, you know, you can just kind of be alone and just be alone with your thoughts. And all of a sudden, I'm walking across the bridge, man, you know, the bridge right above the water. And Mm -hmm. there's Nick Diaz smoking a blunt. Whoa. And. I was like, what the fuck? So I walk over there. I'm like, what's up, bro? Like, you're kind of like my idol. 
And he's like, oh, you want to hit the blunt? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to hit that. So we start talking and everything. And I show him a video of how I hit a go-go plot in a jiu-jitsu tournament. So like, oh, damn, man, that's dope. And then I was like, yeah, I'm about to fight here uh, in a month. And he's like, watch, you're going to hit a go-go plot in. And I was like, nah, maybe, I hope, you know, that'd be really cool. And so he shouts me out on his Instagram, follows me on Instagram. Super nice to me. And then so I go fight. And the, this the crazy thing is, is I always see these numbers. They're called like angel numbers. And mine's 624. And like two, four, six, I always see that. And there's like, I'm not going to get into like the meetings, but there's like big things behind it. And my hotel room number was six, two, four when I, cause I fought uh, up in Mesquite for that fight. And for some reason I just felt so safe. I was like, there, there's no coincidence with this, you know, like, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I go to weigh-ins, everything, get everything done with, I'm in my hotel room go to sleep and get up and then I'm just meditating. And then I go, I look at the hotel number and I'm like, damn, yeah, that is trippy. So I'm walking, I get to the fight. Everything's about to go on. I'm about to, I just go to the bathroom one, one last time. I drank a lot of water because I had a big weight cut. So I had to stay hydrated, you know, but I, I told myself, you're going to change your life forever tonight. And I did just that, you know, that's, and I hit my go-go plot yeah. Nick Diaz told me I would do it. And then I posted on Instagram, Nick Diaz comments, stealing my moves now, bro. And I was always super into like Wiz Khalifa growing up. And back in like 2008 or nine, I messaged him on Facebook and I was like, yo, what's up? <laughs> and then after that fight he actually followed me on uh instagram yeah and whenever he's on ig live we'll like go on together right? smoking yeah we'll go on together and it's just weird because like these people that i used to like look up to and everything um now i'm just like kind of cool with them i guess you know a lot a lot of kids and shit Growing up, you look at these super famous people, great athletes, elite level athletes, and you think they're like special kind of person, which they are a special kind of person. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You think they're superhero. And what a lot of people don't understand, it just takes so much grind to get to where they are. You know, facts, facts, dude, that story blew my fucking mind. That, that you strength it, you saw him, you smoked him one. He told you, he said, yeah, you're about to hit a go-go blada. You hit that shit. It took the fuck off. If you guys yeah. know, this video of Nate took the, the fuck off, right? Other people reposted it. It's and so I've good. seen you on live with Wiz before. So, yeah, I was, I was, that was another thing I was going to ask you. You know Wiz Khalifa. Like, how does that feel? Like, that's insane. Like, I don't, like, I saw you, you were always posed like he would hit you, like, you, like, he hit you yeah. back. And then you were on the live, and I was like, that's insane. And he's talking about me beating up people in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> it's like some, yeah. Sometimes in life, you know, I get depressed about certain things. And then, you know, I have to remember, like, be grateful you know you're healthy and like 
you're doing things that aren't that crazy, but a lot of things people would like cherish, you know? Fuck yeah, dude. That's a lot of, a lot of people hate me. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's a, I feel like that's a, I've heard this quote before, expect, well, also being a fighter in general, but also, um, I've heard this quote and it was like, if you're not, you're not making it. If you, if the more fall, the more haters you have, the more you've made it. You know? Yeah, exactly. You haven't made it if you don't got haters. And even people that I train with at my gym hate me. Like, I'm such a nice person. Yeah, bro, I was about to say, you're, you're like one of the nicest guys I've ever had a conversation with, man. Like, but I nice. also just keep things 100. Yeah. You know? Like, I would, re- like, because personally, me, I would rather be. Uh, hurt by the truth and comforted by lies, you know, mm-hmm. if it's going to help me progress in life. Well, I feel like you'd also, just being a fighter, you'd rather get hit in the mouth and fight somebody than just have someone betray you, which everyone should. But a lot of people are really afraid of confrontation because they don't know what it, it feels like to get socked in the jaw, you know? Yeah. A lot of people are so afraid of like confrontations and physical altercations that they'll just literally do the most shady shit behind people's backs. Oh, get, for sure. And I feel like scared. Yeah. And so I feel like, a, I mean, I, Joe Rogan's another example. Like he keeps everything straight how he is. You know, if you hear someone lying, he fucking's like, Dude, you're lying. You know, he's not yeah. a conversation. Yeah. Um, there's that video of him um, at, uh, with that dweeb on Fear Factor. I, I mean, <laughs> and it's just like there's people – if you like train as much as you do too, you're not afraid of what people can do because the, the, you're in a situation where someone could kill you all the time because they're also trained fighters. So you're not afraid of some guy on the street, you know? Yeah, but the thing is I don't even – like I, I, I absolutely do love to fight, <laughs> but I actually I don't enjoy confrontation. I don't like arguing. I don't enjoy be. I don't like hurting people that I know I can beat up. I fight. Well, yeah, you're and, not a bully. Yeah, and I fight high level because I want to beat. I want to fight people that there's questions. You know that I have to like push myself to beat them because I'm questioning like, yeah, this guy's fucking good. And I know he can do this and that. And I have to question myself a little bit. It's like, if I fucking just wanted to do shit, you know, beat people up, I was go beat up kindergartners, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. I'll tell you a crazy statistic for fighting is the average man that's never had an actual, say, boxing match, you MMA fight, you know, any combat kind of thing, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, whatever. Um, they're a thousand times less effective in a fight than they think they are in their mind. A thousand times more likely? A, a thousand times less effective than they perceive in their own mind. You yeah, because everyone thinks they can fight. You give a, a guy enough alcohol at a bar, he thinks he can fight. Well, that's, you know? lit. that's lit, though. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I feel like Superman sometimes when I drink. I can't lie. <laughs> but, well, I can imagine your ass did the first ever go-go plot and tough enough. I'll, like, start, I'll start throwing combos and shit. <laughs> It's funny, my last fight that I was about to do in February, I was drunk as fuck, and I hit up the matchmakers, and I was like, yo, I want to fight this guy. 
And they gave me the fight, but a week before that, I was sparring and I got a concussion because I got kicked in my head hard as fuck. And I was going to fight anyways, but my mom and my girlfriend were like, no, you're not doing that. (laughs) I'm like, all right, whatever. I guess sometimes you have to like let females save you from your sensitive male ego. No, facts, for sure. Facts, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, facts. It's like the same thing with football players. Football players will play with concussions all the time, and their girlfriend or their mom will be like, no, and they'll be like, okay, <laughs> you know? And then they'll fucking make it worse, you know? Yeah, and I feel like that's a big thing with dudes, bro, is dudes got this ego that they think is like – they think it's like the worst thing ever to like – sit out you know and it is it sucks like i've i tore my labrum last season and i had to watch and that shit sucked don't get me wrong but it's like okay i want to be able to walk you know i want to you know i don't want to have to deal with this for the rest of my life and well yeah and it's like how's it gonna affect your actual life and if you do plan on playing that sport it's a marathon not a sprint and there's going to be bigger, better times ahead if you actually see yourself doing that for sure. And you want to be prepared for that. And you don't want to, you don't want to be like the rabbit that burns out in the fucking race. You know, you want to be like the turtle, but like no, a bad, a badass like ninja turtle though, man. Like, <laughs> like with, some, with some fucking roller blades and shit. <laughs> oh, dude. You're the hair and you're running it all tired and you see a fucking ninja turtle on blades like uh skate past you, bro. You're like, am I fucking high? With some dope ass shades. <laughs> Have you ever had a deal with somebody like when you guys are like drinking or something and somebody or not even just drinking or nothing, just somebody like who's like you're just hanging out and somebody who thinks they're tougher than they are and they're just like, dude, I could beat you up even though you're a fighter and you're just like what the fuck? Have you ever had to deal with anyone like that? If I can remember. <laughs> I'm just playing. But uh, let me think, man. I haven't. I haven't. You know, I've actually been pretty blessed not to have to deal with that. But I, okay, yeah, at a UFC event, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was at the it was Khabib versus uh, Edson Barboza and oh yeah I'm actually on the UFC's website I'm in the promo for Khabib's fight for his next fight that's pretty cool no fucking thought you are you <laughs> oh are. dude yeah I'll tell you a fucking crazy story actually almost two fights happened one which was like one of my friend's dad's faults and then the other one these motherfuckers were annoying okay i'll tell you both <laughs> yeah yeah tell me both and the the second one's actually pretty crazy because the little girl her she's friends with khabib gets in the cage with him after every win and yeah <laughs> I almost got fucking jumped by a bunch of Russians. <laughs> so what happened? Okay, so there were Holly Holmes and Cyborg were fighting before Khabib and Edson. And these uh, guys were drunk as fuck. And they were like talking shit like, uh, Cyborg can't just fucking knock her out. She sucks. And I'm like, motherfucker, Holly Holmes is a fucking, she was a boxing champion. Like, she's a beast ass bitch. Okay. Like, shut the fuck up. 
you fuck and, and and then I told them like shut the fuck up and everything like they like they're annoying and they're like we we paid for tickets to be here and I'm like bitch nobody gives a fuck show some respect <laughs> and then I, and then I said come over here and say some dumb shit because I got mad and then he starts walking over there and then he you know what he said what? oh sh- oh shit you're that one kid that hit the go go plata and tough enough I'm sorry. For real, bro? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Because this was uh, early twenty, uh, January 2018, and I had hit my go-go plot of September 16th. Yeah, bro, your shit blew up, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, that bro- – and then what happened with the, uh, with the Russians? Okay. So we were sitting there, and my friend's dad kept cussing. And there are three Russian guys with uh, that they didn't speak English, spoke Russian because they're from Russia and they're Russian. <laughs> they're sitting there, and my friend's dad kept cussing. They're sitting right in front of us, and they're like, "No cuss, I have kid." And then his <laughs> dad, her, his dad was like, "You guys are a effing gay couple, which nothing against gay people or anything." Um, yeah. But he said that, and these fools got, like, so pissed. But luckily, everything cooled down pretty quick. And my friend my friend told his dad, he's like, you know that, like, Khabib's friends with them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't end well if Khabib would have gotten into it. Oh, hell no, bro. I would have ran. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I would have stood and fought, but I wasn't even involved, but I would have had to, like, protect fools. Yeah, no, I feel yeah. it, bro. And see, that's another thing. So as, like, a fighter in, like, basically the thing underneath UFC, do you feel like when you're with people or your friends and stuff, when they do dumbass shit, that you're like, fuck, I'm going to have to protect these guys? Well, most people, I hate, I don't usually hang out with people that can't fight. <laughs> okay that makes sense I, I, yeah it makes sense yeah, most of the people I hang out with can at least fight pretty well and train honestly but people know better than to get me in some heated uh, things with pe- uh, heated situations because they'll hear about it from me and I'll beat their ass after if I have to <laughs> beat up a bunch of dudes <laughs> yeah I hear you like fuck so, you, start beating yeah, your friend up because you, you beat up somebody else. Bro, actually, you're talking about okay. So this guy didn't know I was a fighter. I was in Laguna Beach. Uh, this was a month before actually my go-go fight. Um, oh, okay. I was in Laguna Beach chilling. You know, I had a really good fight camp. Everything. You know, I just wanted to relax. You know, go out there, go run, go in the ocean. You know, I was still staying in shape. You know, but I wasn't like training, training. Um. So I was walking across the crosswalk, man, and there's this big guy, looked like a basketball player. Yeah. Um, and he like he bumped into this girl in like hella hard, bro. We were crossing and the girls in front of me, the guy was going the other way, bumped her, she like fell and he called her a bitch. And I was like, yo, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then um he stepped up to me, bro, and I was like, bro. You don't want to fight me, trust me. Even though he's like six foot freaking five something, man. You can pop his you can pop his arm out. So he swung on me and I cracked his ass in the face and his eyes dropped like 
he just fell on his ass. And then on the corner, there's a Laguna Beach police and they like made the noise like, er, er. you know, I took, I took off sprinting and shit <laughs> <laughs> and I hid behind this like turtle bench and like the cops pulled up past it. I was like, fuck. Yeah. Cause that probably wouldn't have been good if you got caught with that, huh? I did get caught. Oh, you did? Yeah, but that guy swung on me, so it was, like, self-defense. And, you know, got me out of it. Yeah. My, so, no, keep going. What got me out of it was my coach owns a lot of gyms in Orange County for jiu-jitsu. And I told them, I train jiu-jitsu. And they're like, okay, where do you train? Who's your coach? And for out of grace of God, they knew who my coach was. And they're like, oh, okay, we believe you. <laughs> I did not have an ID on me though. That was like the hardest thing, bro. Yeah, I can imagine. In um, my mind, I'm like, I'm fucked right now. My mom's gonna have to drive out here and bail me out in Laguna <laughs> Beach. Like, that's definitely not what you want to do is go to some very nice, like, luxury place and then end up in jail while all your friends are out there just having the time of their life. No facts too. So like, since you're an amateur fighter, you're, you're, it's called it's considered amateur, right? Yeah, which so, I have. I have professional jujitsu matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've seen them. It that, that too. But like, so my whole the whole thing I was going to ask you in that situation, you're fighting normal people. You could get in trouble, right? Like some serious trouble, right? Not if it's self defense. How it works is. Just using excessive force on somebody. So if I would have dropped him and then I would have started uh, stomping him out and shit, <laughs> that I would have like got battery charges or something. It's like having a weapon or something, you know, like okay, using, yeah. using what's needed. You know, like it's the same as like you go punch a fucking fifth grader as hard as you can in their head. You're going to jail. Yeah, but say, okay, say that fifth grader is like hurting some little girl or something, you know, it's just like whatever, whatever, no, whatever it takes for you to, uh, distinguish, uh, distinguish or stop, uh, stop the situation, you know? So you pick that little motherfucker up by his backpack, throw him. You can't just run up and hit him in his head, you know? No. Yeah. No, I am. It's just Um, like that. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say that makes that makes a lot more sense. Like it's more like you have a weapon, but you can choose not to use it. Like like say, um, I'm in the situation. I have a gun. I can put the gun down and fight someone hand to hand, and then I'll be fine. If I use the gun, I'm using excessive force. If you start putting this guy in a go go plata, <laughs> you're using excessive force. Correct. Well, uh, unless he drops me and I fall and then I put him in a cocoa water. <laughs> like as long as it's like reasonable. That know? should be so funny, bro. You're in this fight. No one knows who you are. He drops you. You just put him in some crazy shit. He's like, Oh fuck. Oh shit. <laughs> he probably would have tried to slam the shit out of me and slam my ass on the concrete on Pacific coast highway. Yeah. That shit would have hurt, but I could have kept him down probably for a fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Have you ever been hurt pretty bad in a fight? I tore my ACL off the bone in a jiu-jitsu match. I did it to myself. Oh, fuck. I, How did you I, do that? I was, okay, so I was competing at this competition. 
It is January 2018, and I was supposed to be in a 145-pound division. I get on the mat. This guy's really fucking big, and I'm like, damn, this guy's really big for 145 pounds. So I go. I put him in a go-go plata. He taps out. They don't stop it. He's a Brazilian. The referee's a Brazilian, okay? So they got something against me because I'm a white kid doing jiu-jitsu or something. Anyways, I go for another go-go plata, and my knee just pop. Fucking explodes. And I'll send you the video after this. Yeah. The, the kid's like, oh, my God. Are you okay, bro? You you can't go anymore. And I just I keep going. I still won that match, actually. Oh, my um, God. But I found out afterwards this kid's a world champion, and he actually weighs 185 pounds. So why did you wrestle him? Or why did you um, – uh, called Roll, right? You roll? Yeah. Music? Why'd you yeah. roll with him? Because they didn't tell me beforehand like they should have. You know, I almost chased a lawsuit on them, actually, but I chose not to. Yeah, especially since you tore your ACL. like yeah. Like I at least wanted my money back for the tournament. Like this, like, oh. and it's like tough. En- the reason that happened too, I kind of blame it on tough enough to be real. They, uh, I don't even care <laughs> if I get in trouble for this. Um, they, I was about to fight for another organization. Yeah, and they told me if I don't pull out of that fight. Or they told me I need to pull out of that fight and they'll do whatever whatever I want. So they paid for my training and everything. And I would not have done that jiu-jitsu tournament if that wouldn't have happened with Tough Enough telling me to pull out of another fight. Well, I mean, so, it makes sense, bro. Yeah, because yeah, they're like, we, we don't want our biggest guy, yeah. most popular guy to go fight for another promotion. Well, facts, yeah, bro. You had the easiest. I, that was the only video. Well, I mean, I know you do, but that's that. You had over a million hits, right, on that video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easily, Dude, uh, it has like one point five million on Facebook. It's got like a million on a couple different Instagrams. It's like some of the best fighters in the world shared it. Like every everybody is just going crazy about it, man. Like yeah, dude. that's gotta feel good though, right? Like to yeah. know that it felt like I did nothing when I did it though, because I was so used to just doing it to everybody. But after it got posted and it blew up in like they literally posted it, and it literally got like a hundred thousand views within like ten minutes. That's insane. On Facebook and like a thousand shares and like all these comments. I'm just like, what? That blow your mind or what? Yeah, it did because I'm like, what's next? Which yeah, facts. I almost went to Hawaii and fought after that. Actually, they wanted to pay me and everything to fly out there. Uh, Why didn't you? Done that. Just, I don't know, man. I really don't know. I'm just, I regret it. Feel it. Um, are you training right now for another fight, or because of COVID, are you guys like kind of laying low, or what's going on? We were laying low, and then supposedly somebody at my gym got COVID. So 
they shut that down for deep cleaning at the moment. But the gym opened back up back in uh, June. But me, I stay training, bro. You know me, I for my freaking fight with uh, that I hit my go go. I was in my garage training. Yeah, that's insane, dude. I wasn't even training at a gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I always see your videos. You're always training. You're either at the park. You're running. You're doing yeah, stadiums. You're always man. doing something, man. Like, something, man. And it's I mean, like that's is. like I said, like that's what you want to do. Like you don't want to be one of those guys who's like, oh, I'm gonna make it just because of my my skills. Like you're working hard. You're like, I'm gonna do this because like I I do this and I want to make a fight interesting and I want to stay at the top of at least tough enough for right now. Well, dude, I you know what I never wanted. What I always feared was being in a fight. And just being so drained, not being able to do anything, not being able to breathe, like, you know. Facts, yeah. I've seen some big guys who, like, in, in the fights, fights are about to be on in, like, an hour and 15 minutes, and I guarantee, or the, the main card. And I guarantee well, I'll see somebody who's just gassed, you know. And it's just because probably they didn't do enough cardio, right? Or, like, is there a lot more that goes into it? Well, the bit, man, the big guys, they're big and they're gonna drain no matter what they're it's like they have bigger muscles you know everything like heavyweights they're gonna drain out fast for a fact most of them but and they're putting so much more power and energy into each shot also you know no yeah facts because like okay let's say this a big guy like dc hits Connor, not Connor, Sean. He's probably like it, that's a harder hit to take. But DC hits Stepe, and it's easier because they're about the same size. These are about the same energy, you know. All right, you know Francis Naganu. Yes. <laughs> All right. He, <laughs> Sean just stands there. He lets Francis hit him as hard as he can in his head. His head's probably gonna fucking explode. He's gonna die. Okay. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> Bro. I- I can't even imagine you get like Mighty Mouse fighting like John Jones. <laughs> That'd be insane. Like it could happen, and there's a chance Mighty Mouse can win, but probably not. Obviously, no. But not, there's a, if he like climbs up in like a ladder, gets to his neck, <laughs> and chokes him out or something. Man, I don't know, but you know, fucking WWE. Okay, did you see? Okay, did you see Pat McAfee and Adam Cole's thing? Is that WWE? Yeah, no, okay, so Pat McAfee is, like, the punter. He does the Pat McAfee show. Do you know who that is? No, I don't. Okay, so there's this video. All right, there's this video going around right now, and they had beef before. He, like, freaked out on his podcast. Adam Cole is NXT WWE. Okay. So he freaked out on him, and then um, Pat McAfee is – they, like, squash the beef, and Pat McAfee's, like, commentating at this fight, and it goes berserk. Like, it goes – they go berserk, and Pat McAfee ends up kicking him in the head. Oh, and knocks him out but like we only saw the back and like and now they're fighting in the wwe they're gonna have a match so they could have just made up and been like let's do yeah dude it's wwe what do you expect that's what i'm saying but also (laughs) they they did hate each other though so that's yeah yeah dude It's, it's hard to translate that kind of entertainment industry man yeah, facts. Because, I mean, some of it's got to be real, right? At least a little bit of it. Yeah, but just like the antics and shit, man. They're they're actors. 
No, facts. Yeah, they're actors for sure. So let me ask you a question. Jake, Paul, and Nate Robinson are about to have a big boxing match. How do you feel about that? Who do you think will win? Bro, bro, bro. <laughs> bro, when I saw that shit, I was like, huh? I've actually met Jake Paul before. Uh, have you Lake Las Vegas? Yeah. He, so he comes down all the time and he was doing like, he did like everything with everyone and he's just standing there and I'm just literally talking to him. And so honestly I've met him and he's actually not as crazy as he is like on camera. <laughs> yeah. Dude. He's actually a pretty chill guy, but I still want to see Nate Robinson beat the shit out of him just a little bit, just cause it's Nate Robinson. Um, but I feel like Jake Paul's at least got to be six foot, six one. I think like Jake. I think Jake might beat him. I don't like Jake, but I think Jake might beat him for some reason. The Me Logan little... Paul fight, though, like was actually Logan Paul actually fought pretty decent in that fight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What were you saying about you and Trevor, though? Yeah, we were we argue about this boxing match all the time. Actually. The Nate Robinson and Lake uh, Jake Paul one. Yes, we do. Isn't um, Mike Tyson the big fight like the after that? Yes. Why is yes. he fighting at 55 years old? I have no idea, man. He swore he was done with fighting on Joe Rogan's podcast, that he's a peaceful person now after doing ayahuasca, which is DMC. I don't know yeah. what that is. Yeah, he said, I can't do it. It brings my – I can't even train. I can't even work out. It brings my ego. And now he's back at it couple years later after being on the podcast, I but yeah. Um, I mean, you might, you don't have to answer this. Uh, it's just, I'm asking it. Have you ever done DMT? No, but I will one day probably done mushrooms, but I've never done like large doses of mushrooms. You know, you've only done small doses of psychedelics. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like kind of scared. <laughs> I've never done any of that stuff. Um, scares me, honestly. But the thing about it is, scientifically, it's safer than any drug. They say eating mushrooms is like a hundred times safer than smoking marijuana. That's crazy. And, unless you think you can fucking fly and you go to jump off the stratosphere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably the da- most dangerous. I mean, I've seen Bandersnatch and like one of have you seen the Black Mirror thing? And like one of the, the one of the choices is he like takes acid and he like jumps off the the house or like the apartment building. I was like, I don't think I've seen people do that, and I don't think that's what happens. Well, yeah, exactly, man. And it's all about just being in the right time in your life, which those those uh things. I feel they are put on this earth to teach you a lot. Oh, here's another thing that I wanted to ask you about, but I mm-hmm. forgot. And anything, we're already, man. Anything. And we're already at a good uh, – we're, we're an hour into this. We've talked about a lot. Um, this is an hour in? Yeah. Wow. I like to talk to Colin. So another time we'll have to do this again, man. Just come up with a bunch of questions. Maybe yes, I'll interview fact. you. Yes, facts. Um, but you were talking about how you have that you have a lot of angel signs. So like the situation that happened with um that situation that happened with the numbers all the time and like the go go blotto with your dream and how do you feel like what is your take on beings and energies and heaven and anything after this earth? Like what are you what are your feelings on that stuff? 
I was brought up like super Catholic and everything, but to me, I'm just like, I believe in afterlife. I believe in like past lives. I believe in entirely on energy and like manifestation. I believe, um, I believe, I believe in so much crazy stuff, man. It would take me a long, long time. Just ask me here. Ask me like smaller portion questions about. Okay, it. yeah, those are very broad. But I want. Yeah, to, I had to. I had to hear your like. Well, okay. I know. also feel like. I don't know if there's actually like a hell. Like people could yeah. be re- reincarnated into like say a cockroach or something if they're a terrible person or their mm-hmm. next life is going to be really hard. Um, but I also feel like this. There's nothing on this earth that there could be in hell that is worse, you know? Yeah. All right. Let me ask you this. Have you ever thought about like, there's crazy people in this world, like abducting children and murdering people, serial killers. And you just like, like, like just think right now, do a scan, like look around like 180 who knows what's going on right by you? Like, who? Where, who's the closest crazy motherfucker around you oh, that shit. has not been discovered? Oh fuck! Yeah, dude. Honestly, <laughs> like, I've what? never thought about that before, but I've I've extensively thought on how many fucked up people there are in this earth. But I've never once thought about how what who's the crazy fuck next to me, bro. Yeah, and like, have, could have be- you ever come in contact with a serial killer? Oh, for sure, for sure. Like, you know? Bro, all right, so my friend Matt, I was on, I had him on the second podcast, right? He, he's, he's uh, I live in his house. So I live in his, um like, his parents rent this house to us. Nice. He told me that his neighbor got murdered, bro. Oh, my God. Yeah, bro, like right next to him by this crazy woman. And his dad saw this crazy woman. Like it was this whole thing. I don't want to botch his story. Can you still hear me? I smacked my Yes, yes, I can hear you, man. I don't want to botch the story. But yeah, his neighbor got murdered by this crazy woman who hid in her shed for her to get home. Crazy, bro. Like that's insane. What? Right? I feel like there's so many people that need meant like – mental like therapy man like it's not oh, even facts. funny like to be honest like everybody has crazy thoughts but there's definitely like a fine a large fine line between the crazy thoughts we've had and yeah. these fucking people like right. i don't have thoughts where i want to kill people okay but we've all had crazy thoughts yeah. even if my crazy thought is me thinking i'm gonna be a ufc champion I don't know. There's levels. There's levels to fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> no facts, bro. Facts. And there's people crazier than that lady. No, for sure. Yeah, there's people who are out here like. All right. Here's another thought for you, though. So, okay. So obviously, schizophrenic people are like insane, right? Yeah. But like, what if we just label some guy schizophrenic who's actually not? Like, what if there's just somebody out there who actually has seen and talked to aliens and lizard people and shit like that? Exactly. We just don't fucking know, you know? Well, they say that's like when you do dimethyl trip to me, man. Like, you actually you come in you come in contact with the other side. 
Yeah, bro. There's so much shit. I talked about this yesterday in my podcast with Kenyon. There's so much shit that we do not know. We're just chimps just living on Dude, this rock. we know more about outer space than we know more about our own fucking... O- no, facts. Hold on. You're, you you cut out real quick. Um, I'm guessing you said we know more about outer space than we know about our ocean. That's what you said? Yeah. All right, yeah, that, that was – it, like, jumped back. All right, I just – I don't know if you watched the new Twilight Zone, the Jordan Peele Twilight Zone. I have not, but I will. But, yes, there's a fucking episode in the new season about this octopus, bro, like, like hunting humans and, like, trying to – because, like, the people were trying to become – they were trying to take the octopus's, like, genome to figure out how they could, like – become a human like octopus thing so we could live on land and on seas and the octopus took it and so they could do it on land they flipped it and the octopuses came on land and took over the earth it's like that shit could happen bro like there could be some crazy animals in the sea that are just so just as intelligent as us that we don't even know about oh exactly dude there could be literally there could be a bunch of there could be a whole nother world around us that we can't even fucking see right now facts bro without like taking dmt or something yes exactly but see you you kind of have an idea because that's exactly what it is you're able to see like energies and real things around you that are it's kind of like it, it gives you the key to see things that are there that you can't break down right now that blows my mind yeah like i don't know i might be able to i know somebody that's very deep in this thing that they actually facilitate this medicine i might be able to get them on your podcast yeah bro let them yes honestly yes please tell them about it have them listen to our podcast yeah i'll say um and let let me know because i i want some like you know how joe Rogan has crazy people on just to talk to yeah that's basically what i'm trying to make this podcast it's just me talking Mm -hmm. to people learning crazy shit like you blew my mind today and what whole bunch of stuff like and you also told me shit about fighting that i've never learned before did you dude did you also know like uh mushrooms they could be used like in prisons to help uh rehabilitate people that are like psychopaths like it it wakes okay you know how psychopaths parts of their brains they just don't work yeah like emotional stuff yeah and what it does is it it kind of plants a seed for regrowth in the emotional centers of the mind. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. What's crazy about like uh, uh, magic mushrooms with this like uh, psilocybin, um, your brain actually, it just allows you to use more of your brain at once. Like right now you're not using a full percentage of your brain, but when you have that, the percentage goes up. Boom. You know, I just watched this movie last night called Power. It's it's a Jamie Foxx new movie on Netflix. I highly recommend it. But it was like about this drug that people take, and it gave them their like everyone had superpowers, but the the drug let you tap into your superpower for five minutes. It was insane, and I think you should watch it. But also, like I'm thinking, like, dude, who knows? Like there could be shit like just natural ass, like natural ass plants that you just take, and you're just like a superhuman. What ayahuasca, magic mushrooms, peyote. Well, you know, there's there's reason. I don't know. I believe there's reasons like the Native Americans, man, they were using these things. 
for yeah, a reason. Yeah, and, like yeah, keep going. No, I'll get into the other thing because it's like off topic, but it's the same thing in a sense. Um, yeah, I think it's crazy that like okay, the Mayans and the Egyptians, they all took psychedelics and they had these things and they built these pyramids and we don't know exactly. how. Exactly. Like, and that's exactly what I was just going to say. Thank you. Like, hey, what if we just took these drugs? Would we be building like crazy structures that we would be able to use our mind in a way like, just to move shit? <coughs> the crazy thing is the hot whatever whatever i don't know who runs the world but they're trying to dumb people down they want to take them away from that kind of thing you know like if you think about it people back then they didn't have to depend on like technology people were already smart because they had to actually use their brains you know they didn't have calculators and for some reason they were just able to build these infrastructures these pyramids perfect did you yeah. know when they built the fucking luxor in las vegas they miscalculated it in the top of it was lopsided it did not make a fine point dude they fucked up and that was back in like the 90s yeah you bro know, and, like, like that's like <laughs> and they made a perfect pyramid in whenever the like four thousand years ago, maybe longer than that, six hauling big ass fucking blocks of stone that no, somehow no. they just transported. They used the Nile, like oh my there's God. this fucking over the king's chamber. There's ten tons of cylinders above the king's chamber, and they're like, how the fuck do they do that? Exactly, like, they didn't have dude. cranes. Oh my goodness, it's so insane. Same, man aliens exactly and i you might want to call me crazy but over this summer man i had an experience i was on a jog jogging down my street and i seen a fucking ufo and i seen a ufo before that also in the same place near magic way well actually on some crazy shit me and my girlfriend were up by the Raiders new facility up by yeah. like, um, seven Hills. And we're on, yeah. and we have these videos. Oh, never mind. No, I was drunk. They were, it was just, <laughs> the, the lights made the Vegas lights made the like Las Vegas, uh, for uh, a strong kind of thing. But I saw it and I was like, Holy fuck. But my friend Eli had a crazy experience with the UFO during the summer and that shit flew over him. And I was like, bro, who's to say like, they just came out and said there's shit on this earth that we can't, explain so who's to say there, there aren't is. aliens there is dude there could be mermaids in the ocean and we don't know there could be a whole like world inside there could be a whole world inside the earth for all we know like bro and do you believe that some dude over in china ate a fucking bat and then now there's people that we know that have some virus <laughs> No, I think they were working on the virus in a laboratory and they somebody got it on – they were trying to make a bioweapon and somebody got it and then it spread. Hold on. Um, you cut out. Say that again. Crazy earthquake. If all of them went off, dude, we're dust. All right, look, you just came back in, but you were you had cut out for a second. So can you repeat that? 
Yeah, if if like we had a crazy earthquake and all the nuclear bombs went off at once, we'd all just be dust. Fuck yeah. And then what would happen then? You know, would aliens come back and repopulate? Dude, it's just like What's the I don't I just don't get the whole intentions behind humans and like conquering and destroying life. Like, shouldn't we be trying to build up to create a better, more sustainable life? You know, I don't. You would, know. You would think, but people are just so fucking greedy that like exactly no. took the words right out of my fucking mouth, Colin. Oh my god, like it's disgusting. No, it really is, man. But um, I'm going to have to let you go. Yeah, do the some connection's things. bad anyways, yeah. man. Enjoy the fights, bro. Yeah, thank you. Um, I definitely want to get you on again soon. Um, yeah, let's do it. Cool. Yeah, um, you can let me know. Uh, let me know if you can, uh, if you can talk to that guy too about – Yes, uh, yes. Um, yes. Other than that, thanks for coming on, man. Um, I'll let you know. I, it's got to load and stuff, and I got to put my intro and exit out on, on it. For but sure, man. That, I'll send you the link. And um, thanks for coming you, on, man. It was you got some on. you got some sponsors already, man. So the big thing <laughs> right now is I, somebody, two companies have hit me up to sponsor them, but I am playing in the NCAA right now, so I don't know how that works. You know? Yeah, for sure. So well, I hope you have a nice out. day, man. Yeah, you have a great day. All right, man? Yeah, I'm excited to listen to this. Peace it's, out. It's awesome. Yeah. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. I hope you guys really enjoyed episode 10 with me and Nate the Great. He's for sure coming back on. I had a great conversation with him. It was so much fun. Um, if you guys did like this, please give it a download and a like on Podbean. Please share it with your friends if you guys want to start listening to this podcast. Thank you guys for supporting me a lot. And if you guys like that logo, please go share it on Instagram or on Twitter at Colin underscore WTF or Colin Weirs on Instagram. Thanks, guys. Other than that, I'll see you on episode 11.